There are true gods, and there are false. Like the traitor Sigmar, like the thief Nagash. We who speak with the true lords of the cosmos know their secret. These pretenders are still mortals in their hearts. They transcended in body, but not in soul. They still have mortal frailties, weaknesses, things that make them unworthy. They take from their followers and give nothing in return. In truth, they are not gods at all. Yet our masters, our patrons, they have real power. Power they bestow upon those who please them. Power that can be seen and felt, that shapes the body, strengthens the mind, elevates the faithful, and winnows out the weak. Yes, their gifts are strange. Their blessings seen as curses by pampered city men. But that is because they're deluded. We cannot truly hope to understand true gods, but we can thank them for giving us a measure of their might. Do you still doubt? Look around you. You see monsters, beasts, and madmen, but we see the truth. Are we cowards, locking ourselves behind high walls? Are we locked in the drudgery of thankless tasks? No. We're proud warriors, the masters of the realms that the gods have reshaped to better please them. And this land is ours. Oh, we made a devil's bargain to claim it. We turned to dark paths to survive. What other choice did we have with those that we once called brethren fleeing into their precious havens? What would you have done in our place? You would have died or found new life as we did, found new truths. And now the cowards return, hungry for what little meat there's left. They push out into our territory, wanting to plant their standards, to raise their statues of their weak, false gods once more. Let them come, I say. We will kill them all. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you the host of the Ever Chosen, the Legions of the First Prince, and the Knights of the Empty Throne. I'm Dave Witek, and... Joining me shortly, as always, will be my co-host, Chris Walker. Ah, boy. Slaves to darkness today, folks. That's what we're jumping into. Before we do that, though, it's got to take some time, a real quick moment, to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer. Those like Chaos Orc Superstore! Chaos Orc Superstore! Chaos Orc Superstore! Chaos Orc Superstore! Six Squared Studios! Six Squared Studios for all your basing and MDF needs and 3D printing. And of course, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois and Batavia, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards's. I think. I think. I also want to thank our Patreon patrons, those people who think this show is worth uh, uh, worth something. <laughs> and uh, those who keep everything running here uh, as, as it is running here. Uh, that includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradone. Our executive producer, Scotty Milne. Our newest patrons, David Stafford and Janet Wicks. Thank you all for becoming one of the almost 1% of our listeners who make this show and every single thing we do on it possible. Okay? Um, thank you 
so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. I am going to just cut it quick here. We do have a couple of voicemails, but I'm going to do those on the other side once Chris gets here. And then we are going to dive headfirst into Slaves to Darkness. Um, Yeah, right when we come back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. We are back. Hey. And Chris is here. Hello. So, uh, Chris, Slaves to Darkness. Yeah. What up? Um, okay, I didn't do the voicemail, so Let's we're going to have to do the voicemail. You know we have voicemail, right? You heard about I that? Ha- I have. I have. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy it thoroughly. Lots of people have called the voicemail over the years. And if you haven't and you're thinking about it, all you do would it. have to do is dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Oh, I'm winding myself just, here. Oof. Just just call it. Don't be shy. I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, Yeah, now if hi. you call and you leave two or three messages in a row where you're angry about stuff that I'm not understanding why you're angry and you're swearing at me, I may not be able to put it on the air. But that's not yeah. because I didn't appreciate the voicemail. See, and that's maybe, the maybe it, don't it, maybe don't swear at Dave. That's the case. <laughs> Look, or or I've me. Been, I've been sworn at plenty in my life, sworn at plenty <laughs> in my life. It doesn't bother me. But I got to mm. keep the show to a certain level. Like I, you know, there's a there's a fine we line. Need some decorum. I dance some decorum. Here. I dance that line at times. But then there's stuff, you know. But so, uh, speaking of which, our first voicemail is from Cranky Lawyer. Who oh, this boy. is his fourth voicemail in about a month, but it is his uh, first one that made it, and this this is actually because the other ones we had a small issue. So here we go. So I'm not good enough for you. My voicemails don't make the cut. Not enough time in your 87 hour episode play Cranky's voicemails. I see. I see what it is. A little bit of square-based bias. Square-based wow. bias. What the hell is he talking Just about? Just because I come around to the new system, I get shunned. Cut. Suppressed. I understand. 
I see how it is now. Watch your back, Chris. Hey. No, he's, he's warning you about me because he's my <laughs> friend and now he didn't make it. I think he, I think he's hanging up here. Yep. Then it goes to that for the rest of the okay. time. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then we got a, a, a short, not so upset voicemail from Kyle. Hey, Dave, this is Kyle in Southern Ontario. Just call with a quick question here. But for those of us who never attended a, a DEFCON before, this being my first coming up, what are some things you think we should know about it going in beforehand? You know, you, Chris, and a bunch of the others have gone before. I think we could benefit a little bit from our experience. Thanks very much. Keep up the great work. See, now well, this is what happens when you record the, the show before award. Adepticon, <laughs> and then you get this right after you record that show, and now we're late because Adepticon has already happened because it's yeah. Monday. You were there all weekend. We're going to talk was. about it a little, uh, like, uh, in a week or two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know what? Why don't we just table this? And okay. do it when we talk about your experience at Adepticon, because sure. then you can give the whole. We can give the whole. Yeah, the whole thing. I, I, I definitely have some tips. He does. He is. He is quite the tipster. But okay, Kyle, we will answer that in the uh, upcoming thing when we talk about Adepticon. So, because yeah. it's too late now, because I literally got that. I didn't realize what it was until after we had. We'd already recorded the last episode coming up for Adepticon. So there you go. All right. Sorry. Uh, here we go with the next one. Here we go. Matt in Salt Lake City. Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? Hope all you tools out there are doing well. This is Matt in Salt Lake City calling in because I am currently trying to paint Bellacor. And boy, is it a cool model, but I am dying. So my question to you is, what's a model that you thought was so cool and would just be a breeze and a blast to paint only for you to sit down and realize, Oh no! What have I gotten myself into? Love what you do, guys. Hope you're taking care, and uh, hopefully the weather's getting better for you guys out there. I know it is out here, which is always nice. You know, spring's coming. Screw winter. Hate winter. Don't like the snow. Hopefully, I'm not alone in that. <laughs> no, <laughs> care, no guys. snow. No snow. All right. So, all right. Models. I have. Well, I just I just painted one. You wouldn't think it'd be that bad. The cr- the Kraken eater I painted for Adepticon, not you, just a big dude with lots of skin and stuff. My goodness, I when I, I broke that model down into sub assemblies, and, well, and uh, you know sometimes you gotta. I, I did so. It was the, it was the net, the guy's net that broke me. I, I there's so much like detail inside the net. There's like oh. There's like it's like four different bodies in there. There's like a fish in there, like a spear, a harpoon, like a clam. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff in there. And I I just wanted to get it done, so I cheaped out and I didn't paint them all like individually. I just kind of like did like a little contrast action to make it look like waterlogged and gross and disgusting and and then I kind of just I paint so I painted all that first and then I like glued painted the net and then I glued the net around it and then kind of painted it, painted up where like the glue marks were. <laughs> it was, it was, oh. I, I didn't want to do it. I was just like, Oh no, thank you. And I, but I had to get it done. So I just kind of muscled through and did it. 
Like the guy's that that's that cracking ears club took me like a whole like painting session to paint just this just one club. Like, oh my god! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was gonna be a lot easier than it ended up being, but yeah, it was. Uh, so I just I recently had a silly cracking eater. What about you, Dave? Um, you know I never think they're gonna be easy because I've always tried. <laughs> It's always like, oh, I wish I could do more with this and make it better. Mm. Um, I think the one that I, I, I guess uh, the black coach, maybe. Ooh, the new one. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's 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 all basically wood and and thing. Like it, the, it's a coach. Like I, it's basic color scheme. Yeah. I thought it would yeah. be pretty quick, but it was just so much bigger than I expected when I got it there. Mm-hmm. And then I said I was going to base, and then I kind of contrast painted it because I was just like, you know what? No, <laughs> nah, this is no. Like I could, I, I could see. I could see myself getting sucked into all the details and making sure all the wood looked cool and everything was right. And I was just like, oh, yeah. no, I can't do this. Like, I had to force myself to just be like, nope, let's get some basic colors on here, touch it up, see how it looks, come back to it later if we need to. That's a big piece, and I wanted it painted because I was taking it with when I was going out to Battle Lake, and I was going to be yeah. playing a game, and I didn't want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, show up with unpainted stuff, so that's good. Yeah, so... Those were our those are our two the Kraken Eater and the Black Coach, just the big night hunt model. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, some of the I mean, it's uh, a couple of the other night hunt things were, you know, Lady Olinder is uh mm. it, because it's all that flat surfaces and you want to yeah. try to get some of that subtlety in it with the sure. face pressing against the cloth. Yeah. Um, you painted that, right? Uh, I started it. Yeah. I haven't finished it because I couldn't get it to where I liked it. Hmm. Um, the uh, the elf, uh, the one that carries the brazier with the smoke the coming up. Yeah, the with the with the with the once yeah, again yeah. The, with the, the veil, the, the veil, veil yeah. exactly. Yeah. It all looks like it's going to be pretty simple. I, I can just come up with a very su- and it's that's that can be really rough if you if yeah. you want to make it look cool. Mm-hmm. So those are, I, that would be it for me. That's what I would say. Cool. And then I've painted like some big models, or you know, just that I thought were gonna be hard. That ended up being kind of easy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, like every time I, I always think like the Space Marine tanks that I paint are gonna be a super pain in the rear end, and they don't end up being that bad. Yeah. My biggest problem with those things is like when I was painting the Arcanaut, uh, the big uh, or the big ship, the the Carriage on Overlord ship. Yeah, the frigate. Yeah. It's just trying to get that whole like that whole side of the sh- you want that you want that paint to be smooth. And if you're not yeah. using an airbrush, right. it's really like you've really got to work it to be smooth. That can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Anything that's flat and and one color like that is yeah. just it's rough to get it smooth and looking perfect, which is why I really got to start learning to use my airbrush. Because mm. I think that would be a big thing. I would love I would start using a lot. Mm-hmm. So, all right, all right, uh, slaves to darkness. All right, we are into this. Oh my goodness! Can I? Okay. So I want to discuss the like the tone of mm. this book first, if we don't, if you don't mind. Yeah, no. Um, Go for it. This is not like any of the other chaos books Mm-mm. at all. Every chaos book you either ever read, and I've talked about this sometimes about the different points of view and and the, and the sort of tone. But all the chaos books are, this is the thing I'm obsessed with. 
this is why I'm better than my brothers or these others. And right. this is why I haven't been able to take over because, you know, I got thwarted here by these people, those people, the other people. But it's never an in sort of in-depth into the psyche because you can't really know corn. Like we know what makes him angry and why and some of the terrible things he does, but it doesn't mm-hmm. get into any sort of motivation because this is, right. you know, the great game is their motivation, which is yeah. simple and easy and not necessarily compelling. Like it's, it's great for the big unbeatable bad guy in a story like this. Yeah. They're gods. Right. You know, but even, uh, the beasts, the chaos, um, that Beast one, it's chaos, like, yeah, yeah, they have like, they don't have any real named characters. There's right. not that depth of, of stuff. It's like, they want to get back to that primordial thing. They were just, mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, they're the chaos undivided. Right. You know, I wouldn't say Skaven so much, you know, because they're that 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 army does have a lot of insane personality, but even they've been stripped of some of the character. You know, the the mm-hmm. more specific characters. You get into this book, yeah, and this book is told from the point of view of humans that mm-hmm. were left behind. Right, and you're getting for the first time. Isn't that interesting. I'm yeah, sitting here reading the yes. Sigmar story on the other side of the gates not what sigmar tells they were left and it was so harsh and we felt bad and so many of them suffered and that's always the story we hear and now you hear the story from their side and it's wild right yeah you always you always you have to have feel sympathetic for them oh sure um mm-hmm. but i like, like what else were they going what else were they going to do right the die right. You know, they were they were offered those choices and that was this stuff coming through here. Um, I love the fact that they talk about how the um, age of chaos was 500 years Mm -hmm. and how and this is a part that really I love how after a few hundred years, it's just generations of villages who've worshipped chaos. Yeah, it's they just live their here. This is how it is. You just yeah. th- these are the gods who, if you serve them well, will give you power. Visibly mm-hmm. give you power. If you screw up, you'll die. But mm-hmm. the land is harsh and the world is terrible, and you're gonna die anyway. So you might as well do your best to please them and get something along the way. Yeah, and I mean, that- you might yeah have a you know, you might even have an afterlife in their realm. Yeah, you something. do well yeah. enough. You can you can you can basically get get granted. What is, you know, essentially eternal life. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's, it was, it really, this got me hyped and actually got me to change gears in my hobby this week. Okay, cool. <laughs> because now GW was nice enough to send uh, me some of the some of the new models, that new box set with the book and stuff like that. Yeah. And I put that stuff together and I really liked it enough where I am like, there's a lot of points here. Like they gave me a couple of things. I'm like, I've almost got 2000. And then yeah. I add in a little here and a little there. And I'm like, now I, I have basically a, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's any good, but it's a basic well, starter kit. Warriors yeah, of like, chaos army. What's in there. It's like the, the, the there's three of the Theradons. There's yeah. uh five or 10 chosen there's yep. 20 chaos warriors and then there's a couple characters oh and mm-hmm. there's and i've got a demon prince as well yeah the new demon prince right yeah so yeah. it's i mean it's there's cool stuff here and it's all mm-hmm. primed black and i was sitting around painting my my cruel boys which i kind of want to finish yeah and i was just sitting reading this and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go grab some of my metallics 
because mm-hmm. it's already primed black, right? Yeah. Like, let's just start going in and touching on some of these things. Let's just st- How cool. grab a small unit. Let's see what I can do with this. I'm not going to get crazy with it, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's not contrast. It's not any shading things. It's not, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, basic straight two thin coats painting. Um, yeah. Because it's like, you know, I can grab a unit of this. I got like five different armies I'm working on. You know, they got paint Harrison's and mine and this other one. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll do a unit of this. If, I, if I'm enjoying it, I'll keep doing another unit. If I start to get stagnant or bored, I'll go grab mm-hmm. a different unit from a different army. That's oh, my philosophy. And You're I'm, on board. Yep. And I'm starting to write down the <laughs> flipping recipes. Oh, yeah. I, got, I actually use these goofy little cards that GW sends in like the magazines. Oh yeah, they got these paint, these paint recipe cards that you like pull out from the middle of the white dwarf. Oh, I've been using, I actually was using that because I was like, dang it, I can't remember. I just wanted to paint something on my blood angels, and I oh, I have the card right here. <laughs> like duh, that's like, that's great. I know, so silly. Okay, so let's see. Um, the dread hosts. Let's talk about some of the. Let's hit some of the highlights yeah. on the on the intro. Uh, Slaves to Darkness are legion. Their numbers are so great. Their warrior hosts so omnipresent that if the realms belong to anyone, it's them. Now, that's a bold mm-hmm. statement considering how many scaven yeah. we know there to be. Uh, the Horned Helm of Chaos Warriors is known and feared in every nation. These are the true masters of the hellscapes that the mortal realms have become. I like that they point out that in most of this place is still a horrible, horrible place to be. Yeah. You I know, it's wonder- almost like, it's, if you think about it, isn't this like, the absolute like flip side of the world that was where the world was populated by order mostly mm-hmm. and that the chaos were like the invaders from the outside. Yep. And this is like a lands populated by chaos and the Sigmar forces of order are the invaders from the outside. <laughs> Literally. Well, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was, well, they were the invaders from the outside, but they, mm-hmm. they, they won, you know, they basically won. Yeah. Here's my thoughts. If they own 90%, because that's been the thing from the different texts, Sigmar's taken yeah. back 10% mm-hmm. of the mortal realms, Sigmar and his allies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about those people in the wastes that are so far off that they never see any of this stuff? I wonder if, like, people who've never seen a Stormcast Eternal because yeah. they're so far are there areas where this whole war of this stuff coming back is just, like, weird rumors? I'm wondering if there's, like, areas sure. there's got to be. Absolutely. I mean, especially when you look at the maps and you see how big they are and how these are all those places are on it, and then they're like, "But this is just one small section of the actual mortal realms," which I'm, right. which leads me to almost believe that the other areas are just completely ungrabbed by them. Like it right. seems crazy, like it would be somewhere. But I wonder if there's places out there where that, th- like, this is all that there is. This is what they're. This is what they know, and they haven't mm-hmm. even seen any of this stuff coming. Yeah, I, I think that's a good take, yeah. Um, and it talks about the, the path to glory. Right. Um, that's, like their, that's like their norm. Everyone's yep. on it. Yes. Doesn't matter who you are, if you're a worshiper of chaos, you're on the path to glory. In their minds, it's a ladder to greatness and rulership. Each victory or arcane learning a rung on the ascendancy to ultimate power. In truth... It's a descent into madness, mutation, and death. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all in the dark, the thrall of the dark gods in one fashion or another. Now, it, I do like they talk about how they, you become champions of chaos. You are given 
power and gifts. Like you do well, you get rewarded. Now, yeah. sometimes it's a weird reward. Sometimes you get an extra limb or weird, like weird mutations happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't know what the chaos gods are intending this for. Like they're giving you this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I just, I think it's really this is just such a cool army, like as I mean, or as, as a whole thing. It's this idea that this is what it is. Like this is the lives yeah. we have survived for hundreds of years amidst these dark gods, and the dark gods rule everything. And mm-hmm. you can either serve them or just get crushed to oblivion. Right, and, and they like they they just they don't even consider not serving. The not anymore. Gods, not at this point. No, and they've done a really good job in giving us more context for it i think they realize like how vast these realms are so that's why they've been focusing so much on the chaos factions for like Warcry. i think i mean like that's that's all the different peoples of the realms that's who they are yep you know there's these there's all these different factions out there and this is what they look like it's kind of awesome now there's really some interesting parts here they do talk about archaeon in here yeah, a lot. Okay. Most common are the masked barbaric killers and survivors. Basically just the unwashed masses yeah, of so communities are, who worship chaos. That's the biggest number. So these Next, are like the chaos these are like the chaos marauders of the you know, yeah. those kind of guys. Next most common, the chaos warriors, the armored hosts of Archeon. Right. And then there's a lot of other banners, and then you've got the Legion of the First Prince. Mm-hmm. Which oh my god. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Who serves him now? Um, I'm well. There's Bellacor, and he's he's the man. And yes, then there's the uh, Eternus. Eternus. Uh, the, okay, the Eternus story might be one of the best things in here. It's pretty awesome. The idea that his follow. I mean, I just up to this point, I kind of think even think of the Varengard as just mindless. They're just they do his will. They are ultimate killers. And here you've got all this treachery and backstabbing going on. All these stories opening up in here. Yeah, I mean, up to now, I've told you, I always think of Archeon as the boogeyman. Like, he mm-hmm. just kind of shows up, and there's really no personality or anything behind it. It's just these guys show up, and they kill everything in the yeah. name of chaos. And I'm reading this book, and I'm like, there is so much more happening here. Right. There's, and it, lots, it, of, there's lots of intrigue at court here. <laughs> it made it interesting for me. Find, like, the like the Warriors of Chaos, I'm reading this, I'm like, I, this is, this yeah. is I, something I can sink my teeth into. Right. So, like I said, they own 90% of the mortal realms. The people in Sigmar cities come out. Um, just even the way, like if you're reading this intro, they talk about the people coming out from the, you know, in, in the uh, Dawnbringer Crusades and stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, these guys are losers and they're idiots and they think they're going to take our stuff. They're going to come out and take our, that, the stuff that we've held. They, they got another thing coming. Like, they, mm-hmm. this is not a look for survival. This is not, this is, you guys abandoned us a long time ago. Yeah. So we've if you look survived. at it from their perspective. Yeah. Right. If you look at it from their perspective, their lands are being invaded. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do anything wrong. We're literally just sitting here, living our lives in our chaos worship ways. However depraved that might be, we don't you guys need think your gonna... salvation, yeah. Sigmar. Yeah, exactly. that's what they're so, saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's this is so cool. It's the best of of all the chaos lore that we've got from all these books this is the first time i've just been like i am i i couldn't stop turning the pages 
Right. It was it was a good read. Uh huh. Um, okay, so then it talks about the ascended gods from the world before time are not true elemental gods, as like Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, or Slanesh, or even Gorka, yeah. Morka, mm-hmm. if the truth be known. And so I like they're not even like, so they bring Gorka, Morka in there. He's not in the pantheon of chaos, but he is a true god. Mm-hmm. The latter are beings that have no true physical form and instead wield their might through manifestations such as demons or avatars. Uh, interesting. As far as the Chaos tribes are concerned, Sigmar and his ilk pale by comparison for their ascended mortals who've claimed a kind of limited godhood through the use of magic. Mm-hmm. Sigmar left the people he once guided and mentored to die in the face of the worst possible hardship. And what right. manner of father abandons his children in their darkest hour? These these little phrases that I'm reading, I could go through this whole book. There's so much of that. Yeah, they're not bitter about it or anything. <laughs> Sheesh. But they kind of have a right to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if, if, you're, if the people who were there to save you bailed on you, mm-hmm. you'd have a right to be bitter. I mean, it reminds me, Harrison, I just, like I said, like a month or two ago, we rewatched Firefly, that whole opening scene from the first episode. And they're fighting and holding this place because they get told to hold this place. And then everyone pulls out and leaves them. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, and then it's like, oh, well, I don't trust these guys now anymore. I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to be a part of that nonsense. I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, for every family line that held out against the ruinous powers who never gave in to chaos and eventually became reclaimed by Sigmar's new order, there were a hundred that took the darker path, choosing life in a nightmare reality over certain death. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. There actually are survivors from the age of chaos that never turned switch never turned they're still out there there's and there but there weren't many but yeah we remember that from the from the realm gate wars there were yeah. people they called them the reclaimed yeah and it's like these are the guy well, oh there's there are people who held out who still it wasn't too late mm-hmm. chaos hadn't taken everything well, they pretty much did, Sigmar. You're fine in the lab. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this is like, I mean, and I'm drawing tons of stupid, uh, you know, yeah. uh, analogies. You know, you get to the you get to the crash site and they find Newt. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. there was 140 yeah. people working on that on that mm-hmm. thing when they when the, and aliens. Yeah. And they all dead except Newt. It's like, oh, thank God. We were here before they got you all. Well, <laughs> well. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, actually, I mean, all the people that were still fighting, you know, right before the Realm Gate War started, those are all the people that got reclaimed as Stormcast. Those are the original Stormcast Eternals, the heroes right. that were falling at that time. See, now, the, here's the thing, because they mentioned that in here, too, how mm-hmm. when Sigmar took them, it sort of doomed those people to destruction. But mm-hmm. I remember distinctly when I was reading the early books, the first Realmgate Wars books, Sigmar grabbed the Stormcast from guys who were like at the point of death. They yeah. were going to die. They had yep. no chance, no anything. But yeah. then I know there's ones there was an angry Stormcast who got called up and in his subconscious he was angry because He's taken too early. He was taken. He thought he might. He, you know, he he hadn't given up the fight. Like, didn't yeah. appreciate being pulled and his family dying. I forget mm-hmm. who it was. It's a major mm-hmm. character, though, if I remember correctly. Um, and now these people, and you see this. You know, hey, you know, you took him away from us. You know, mm-hmm. how do you know the fight was completely unwinnable at that point? Right. And that's mentioned here in this book. Um, there's a lot of uh, just eternally bound um you know 
you know, twisted gifts. All of these things keep coming through in this book. You mm-hmm. give yourself to them. They give you a lot of power, but the more power they give you, the more you're bound to them. And there says right here, uh, they're to walk a road that leads to nothing but their own demise because most of them die eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's very few that ascend to full on demonhood. Or being remade in some twisted echo of their God forevermore, demonhood, and in doing so, losing the essence of who they once were. So you either become no longer you but immortal or not quite you and dead. Right. <laughs> Take your pick. So, yeah. It's, uh, it, I, I, I don't, <laughs> That's I like, don't want to sound weird. I feel very sympathetic for these people yeah. only because I know me and I know if I was stuck with this choice mm-hmm. I, I probably would have just chosen to go with the get dark gifts I, I mean I, I, I mean yeah. I'd like to think that I stood up to it till the end and all that yeah. and we were yeah, conquered heroic, and I said no fight. you're waiting for Sigmar to come save you and yep and then you get and then I mean, you're like fighting you're like fighting bravely and then like the guy next to you he gets saved by Sigmar and you're like well what about me and then some but he kills you, like, or not even just it. killing you. But a lot of times, <laughs> if you read the books, they capture the the one the ones yeah, that, they the, capture the yeah. ones who survive that last bit that survive to the end. The ones who are given the choice, right? You know, we're gonna end you painfully. We're gonna eat you, right? We're gonna have our way with you, and then eat you, and then kill yeah. you. You know, it's right. like ugh. You know, or yeah. you can join because there was a couple of short stories about guys joining the uh, the corn bloodbound. Yeah. And those were cool stories. I just have a feeling like I know me and I don't mm-hmm. know that I would have. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me you're going to have your way with me and then eat me until I pass and then murder me, I might I might take the other option. Mm. I'm not going to lie. And I feel bad about that. But I under I, I can I can at very least sympathize with yeah. these people's plight because I would yeah. not want to be given that decision. But then you're like given the decision, and then you have to like join one of the four factions. Like none of these sound good. No, you if you don't like, if you don't stay undivided, you're pretty much doomed. Yeah, unless you're someone like I mean, you got to be ridiculously powerful. Like I, I'm not the guy who's just so ascending to demonhood. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not an Angron. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not an Archeon. I'm more of a like I get up to I might if I got an armor suit and lasted about three weeks, I think I did it, you know? <laughs> I know. So, so you can join corn, <laughs> corn, zinch, nurgle, or slanish. I'm like none of these none of these sound good. No, I want to join the undivided again. Undivided, yeah. Just live out your life as a chaos worshiper hunting animals and surviving in the wilderness. Yep, that works. Um, okay, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Triumphs of the Everchosen. Okay, we got into a lot of detail about Archeon here, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. For six long centuries, he has wrought his dark will upon the mortal realms. Only the Everchosen and his closest advisors know the truth. Archeon sinks to bring low the gods themselves and subjugate them to his indomitable will. Yeah. I don't know how you would even go about doing that. but say, good luck with that. Okay, if anyone could do it, I, yeah, it would be like, because I would say if Sigmar and all of the gods of the pantheon got together again and and worked like Teclas could, I mean, they chained Slanesh, right? Like yeah, yeah. if they all worked together, 
Mm, Maybe, I see what you're saying. but but no one of them, no no single one of them could do this. If someone could, I it might be Archeon. Yeah. Ancient enmity exists between Archeon and Sigmar. Oh, that's right, because they talked about that. Both. Uh, well, they talk about his life, his former life as a holy man in the world that was. It was whole thing here. There's a whole thing about that in uh, on the Lore Masters on Warhammer TV on Warhammer oh, yeah. Plus. If yeah. you watch the Lore Masters, the mm-hmm. Archeon one is especially good. They do go into detail about that. I just wish, yeah. and I know that's one of those things they can't ever tell you because he read the thing, and it's like, oh, what's the thing? I wonder what what You're right. I, what is it that what's drove the thing? him that? Yeah, that drove him over the top. I don't know, like fake. You know what I mean? The moon's not real, like something like that. You know. Well, it says. It, well, it does say it's one nature spoke of the true nature of Sigmar as a deity of all the yeah. gods in truth, and it was that fell secret that set him on yeah. a path of other destruction. What that Sigmar was once human? I thought everybody knew I, that. I don't. I think I, I. I was thought. Yeah, I thought it was pretty common knowledge that Sigmar was an ascended being, mortal. Yeah. Um, I love how they say a record of his deeds could cover every page in the annals of the great library of Tor Limina. Like he's been. He, the he's stuff he did in the world that was, was incredible. Yeah. He was a terror. Yeah. He killed millions. Like, not just millions with his armies. He killed millions. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, all the stuff he did, the anger he's got, but what really gets fascinating is um, when you start to get into when he starts to lose... Um, lose his temper with his own people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, with this last thing, uh, Archeon's nothing if not determined. Only when Azir itself burns and demons frolic in the ashes will he know a measure of satisfaction. Yeah. Ultimately, though, he can't be everywhere at once, and that's why there's the empty throne. Just mm-hmm. as Sigmar had to before him, Archeon must find a way to extend his reach, not simply through his magical arts, but through the forging of an unbreakable host. If he succeeds, all the realms will pay the price. Yeah. How did um a question. Yeah. How did how did Archeon get from the world that was to the mortal realms? Archeon destroyed the two realm gates and when everything got sucked into the Remember when Teclas broke all the magic into its basic essences? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's each of those as their separate essences mm-hmm. formed each of the realms. Archeon right. wasn't about to be destroyed if that was destroyed. The chaos gods weren't going to let him be destroyed. Mm. Because it says he actually conquered a couple of other things before, between then and the mortal realms. Hmm. If you read in there, I know it says it somewhere. He conquered, yeah. He, after, and it might be in the space timeline, but it said that after he destroyed the world that was, he Hmm. actually um, destroyed a few other things as well before the mortal realms, before they broke into the mortal realms. Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but I'm certain it is because uh, because I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, he, he did what now? Yeah. Um, I know it's somewhere in here. I'm not going to look for it right now because no, no, we're, fine, we're doing yeah. it, but it's, it, it is in here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Now, he's got these plans to destroy everything, and... Um, you know, the first giant setback was the Stormcast Eternal showing up. Yeah. Uh, then the Necroquake messed stuff up for him. Mm-hmm. 
because the night haunt came in and the night haunt not only hated all the chaos stuff yeah when the gash despises chaos yes and and the necroquake basically throws up an army he's never seen and didn't know how to fight because regular weapons wouldn't hurt them Mm-hmm. Uh, and then followed up by the Osiarch Bone Reapers, another yeah. one that they didn't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. And then Kragnos uh, is really messing things up for him. Yeah. I think a Kragnos Archeon showdown is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would, oh, that's that's something I wouldn't mind seeing. But uh, let's see. Then uh, the Kragnos thing messed up everything because they were supposed to catch. Remember when the. When Slanesh birthed that thing, remember it got yeah. shot out, and, and yeah. that showed up. He was supposed to be there to sort of get it. He knew where it was going to be. He was prepping for it. Except, but wasn't that wasn't that the Senessa and yeah Dexessa and Dexessa. demons? Yeah. Except instead of landing where it was supposed to be, it was buried under a hot mess because um, Kragnos. So Kragnos invaded Excelsa. Not a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Excelsis? No. Well, no, they, uh, they they sieged Excelsis, but then when, uh, when, when they opened the portal and yeah. Mar- Marathi had him run through the portal, yeah. they they ran him yeah. into Archeon's fortress. Not in the eight peaks, right. but in yes. the but in that, you know, the Dreadspine Fortress. And yeah. this messed everything up. Archeon's got the got Nagash, who's got a foothold in the eight peaks now. And he's done with that, so he's going over there to destroy all that. Like things aren't going well for him when everybody started pushing back, and these these larger these larger events, the Kragnos event, really messed things up. Yeah, but every one of them, you know, the Necroquake, all of these, every one of these things that is has set back chaos seemingly almost more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was Archeon in the Eighth Circle that came down and went after um, Nagash. Now, this is important because they went to the Greedmouth, fought past the Armada, and from there they get to Dreadspine Fortress, but he's too late. He's fighting all the way through this thing to get to the Dreadspine Fortress, but Kragnos has already rampaged through it. and. Yeah. This is where he loses it. And this is, I think, one of the most interesting parts of the book. Archeon's anger at the conquest of his once mighty fortress in Bjarro was so great, he killed three of his own Varengard in a blind rage, ranting about (laughs) death of all the gods before his iron self-control descended once more. So he was literally raging. He kills three of his men, and then in front of the rest of them, screams about how he's going to kill all the gods. Right. Which, if you're... Like like corn... Yes. Zeems, Nurgle, and Sunny. She's going to kill all of them. Now, you may be loyal to Archeon, but you're probably more loyal to those guys, or some of these guys might be at least. Hearing stuff like that it would make me nervous. Yeah. And so now he's just... I love that he's abandoned Gur at this point. Mm-hmm. Remember, if you read the stuff about Gur, Archeon punishes anybody who loses their dreadfort. Like, if he's mad at you, he sends you to Gur to hold a dreadfort right. there, yeah. and yeah, then just go, just go fight all the orcs. That's your last chance before he kills you. And now he's like, forget it. But the Varengard of the Eighth Circle, who were with him when he lost it, were really messed up by this. And mm-hmm. one of their number had listened well when Archeon had, in his rage, spoke of slaying the gods themselves. Perhaps they whispered to one another, it was time for a new ever chosen. Yeah. And so now the captain of the Eighth Circle, Ataris, 
went mm-hmm. and found Bellacor. Yeah. He finds Bellacor, lays his glaive at the demon's feet. He renounced Archeon, offering to bring about his demise in return for eternal favor. So Bellacor grabs him from his steed and like flies in the air with him. And yeah. then lightning hits him and, and, and reforges him and burns out his body. And he right, comes back. Of the, um, because of like the, the, the racked sky. He, he has that spell up in the sky, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are t- Ataris uh, died among the lightning, still grasped by Bellacor's talons. Uh, as the storm crackled around them, the Dark Master inhaled the blue-white essence of those same departed stormcast, only to then breathe it back as bolts of black energy into Ataris's blackened corpse. Again, and he, again, he conferred the residual immortality into the body until, with a great scream, the Varengard came alive once more. He had been reborn as Eternus, the first blade of the prince, or the blade of the first prince, given a stolen immortality and returned to his demon steed. He also warned that should Eternus ever defy him, Bellicor's protection would be withdrawn and it would burn him to ash. Right. So he no longer, but this is this gets crazy. So he doesn't really serve Archaon anymore, Mm-mm. or does he? It's it sounds like he's still so. there. Um. Because it says he's turned from Archeon's side, but then it talks about how he went to the ranks of the Eighth Circle and the ones he like he convinced the other guys who were there to turn against yeah. Archeon as well, and the ones who didn't he killed. But I, it, yeah. it sounds to me like uh, okay, it only sounds a like, hand- it sounds like yeah. Go ahead, go 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 go. It just sounds like that there's like a coup trying to happen here and. It, but it sounds you know, to me Bellacor's like they're. About it, and, it sounds to me like they're pretending to still be faithful to Archeon and working mm-hmm. with him. It mm-hmm. sounds like that to me because look, only a handful of the Eighth escaped his takeover, now hounded across the waste by Bellacor's agents to prevent them spreading word of Eternus's perfidy. Mm-hmm. Why would you have to kill the guys who ran away if he if he actually just abandoned Archeon? The thing is, if he abandons Archeon, Archeon's just going to be like, well, everybody go get him. Right. right, he doesn't become a useful thing. It's for now. Eternus's treason remains a secret. His disciples, careful not to bring the wrath of the ever chosen down upon them until they are sure of their strength. I think that he's basically. This is like in forty k. Mm. I think this is like he's got his little lodge brothers at this point. Yeah, and they're all okay. just sitting biding their time. I think they're still yeah. working there, but he actually works for Bellacor. I see what you're saying. He's like a double agent. It seems like that to me. I may be reading this wrong, but it it, it doesn't make sense the other way. Yeah. He's doing Bellacor's bidding, and Bellacor doesn't need him necessarily always on the battlefield. And let's face it, unless Archaon calls you, these guys pretty much have free reign when he's gone unless they're on a specific mission by him, right? Right. So right. if he's running yes. in a battle with, with, with Bellacor, no one's going to question that, you know? Mm-hmm. It even talks later in the book about how some of them are in there and they have all the markings on their chest and stuff like that, but some of yeah. them are just a slight variation, and everyone yeah, just it's assumes a... it's their own little touch, but it's actually those guys who know it all know it's that little that little thing means I'm with Bellacor. Like they've got mm-hmm. their little secret marks on their things and stuff. <laughs> like there is, yeah, it does sound it does sound like that with the, the the lodge, the secret lodges. Yeah, there is some serious skullduggery going on here, and I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about this last part about the realms and ruin, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back mm-hmm. with the the space timeline and some of that other stuff. Or actually, you know, yep. ah, just take a break now. 
Sure. You know, it's been it's been about what I don't know forty minutes. Yeah. I need to I need to have a, a sip of water anyway, so we'll take a break. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hello. Hey, hey. Hi. All right. Um, just back at it because, God, there's so much here. Okay, so the new upheaval in the wake of the Realmgate Wars. There's lots of stuff going on. Um, we Oh, we covered most of this already. And, um, oh, i got to turn the page. That's why we're in Realms and Ruin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, this, is, this is like what's happening now, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it kind of talks about the people out there and things. Uh, and this is, you know, that th- this is, t- I like this. This is the one that talks about how it's just the new normal for these people. Right. It's been generations and generations and nobody, nobody remembers. There's nobody alive who even remembers stories about not yeah. being. Like the, the age of myth. Yeah. And so. They're just out there, all these little groups and all these little chaos-worshipping groups, and then finally you get a, a leader that kind of pulls them together, and that's when they start to become a, a real a real chaos tribe. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like talking kind of generalities in this part. You know, this thing is a Sonashi thing, and this thing is a, yeah. I, I kind of like the parts where they talk about the kind of the people who were not corrupted by chaos and the, how they're still kind of around yeah but there's so little about them you know yeah the time's stolen yeah cabalist remnants of the agloraxy majocracy who the heck are those guys <laughs> oh right right yeah what the, the what yeah um all the talk about the great parch we the great parch is another thing that was from the beginning of the yeah, realms the of chaos genesis of aos too. yeah i mean that was where corgus cool i think got mm-hmm. got his whole thing together so much bloodletting going on there and these and the, you know um yeah. they weren't always that vicious and violent but that's how they had settled their differences was instead of going to war they sent champions to battle 
to decide it, except there were so many challenges and so many battles and so much blood being spilled in pretty uh, uh, intense battles yeah. that, uh, that invited corn, invited corn. So, so yeah, that so kind of goes on about like the different like Sanashi tribes, and then you know the yeah talk about you know the, uh, the the Nurgle tribes, and so this is like and this is all stuff you know. It's like this is what they tend to yeah. be like. This is the kind of guys you all know what a Nurgle Chaos Warrior looks like compared to a Zinchian one, compared to some Slaneshi mm-hmm. guys. Um, right. And then yep, and then we get into the timeline. Lots of cool stuff mentioned in the timeline again. Yeah, um, and I like the I I kind of like the map too, you know, because it's kind of like from the the chaos point of view, <laughs> you know, actually, it's kind of cool. Yeah, tribes of the great parch, and it's all their mm-hmm. stuff down, and then you've got these places of. Uh, yeah, this it's, where... it's, it still shows you the Sig- the Sigmarite cities, but you know, but they're not the things that are zoomed in on. It's not it, the right, Sigmarite exactly. cities. It's the snow peaks and the ash drifts. Right. The ever oh, the kindling forest where the fires of the ever burning trees. Right. It's like oh my god. Yeah. This is that. Yeah, there's there's it's like you said. It's everything is from their point of view, and it makes it awesome. Yeah. It's super cool. Um. Yeah. Then the annals of ruin. So this is the timeline part. Yep. And once the so age. Start- of- okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So so yeah. So basically, it starts. You know, age of myth. You know, we mm-hmm. all know about that. They kind of, you know, go into like the world that was, and that you know how everything is like, you know, the Sigmar comes and fosters the civilizations. So these are the people who are, you know, we've talked a lot about this. How he allies the the pantheon of order, and you know, but of course, eventually, everyone starts descending into their basic, you know, primordial problems. You know, so you get corn, slanesh, zinch, Nurgle, and then. The you know the the gods of course are peering in from their you know their realm. We've as got they do. some great little bits here though when they yeah. when when chaos finally starts coming through and you get to the end of this where it talks about you know everything's busting through and the mortal realms are in danger and it says it's as easy as it is to see the terrors inflicted upon the realms as a gross injustice. The wise know the truth. It's through the weakness of mortal hearts that the chaos gods have made their play, and the nightmare is only just beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's your fault. You you kind of crappy humans and your crappy right. crappiness. You caused mm-hmm. this. You it's, don't act right. like you didn't deserve it. You know, it's like, oh wow, yeah. So that kind of makes me uh, always wonder, like, what's a zir like to live there? Is it kind of cool and fun, or is it like you're pretty much under the heel of Sigmar, else you? You know, they make the same mistakes that humans have always made. You know, they descend into you know these different. You know, they become greedy. Are you cruel? Are they decadent in Azir? They 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 can't be. Yeah, they can't. Like, I don't know what I don't. Right? They don't. Well, they don't often describe it. There's beautiful pictures, and everybody's working yeah. towards building Sigmar's right. army and working towards right. this together and. Yeah, there's nothing in there. And the only time right. you do is if you've got some stormcast who are in there waiting to leave, but it's never just like Right. Yeah. What I'm saying what I'm saying is that there can't be any of this stuff happening. Like there isn't going to be some guy who's like, "I'm jealous of my neighbor because he's got more 
Sigmar bucks than I do. Ugh, I'm going to get them. You know, that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I would suppose not, right? Right? No. Yeah. Because as soon as that starts, it's like Slanesh is like, or Zeech is like, well, I could fix that for you. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I, yeah. Could back, I, I could change that if you want. You want You want to be the guy who's got more... Got more coin, you know, coins than that guy. More water garanties. But you'd have like, to. They'd cool. have to get into Azir to do that. They'd have to have their minions but, in there. But, but they don't need the minions. They just need the people to, to be people. Yeah, but I don't. What I'm saying is they can't get in there because if they could get in there to tempt the people, they could get in or to offer my, the that, people that's, stuff. That's 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 my point. Is they don't need to be there. The people are going to do it themselves because that's just how people are. Yeah, but right? uh, that's what that's what happened in the age of myth. The people are like, "Yay, Sigmar's helping us!" Woohoo! And now it's like, "No, we, I want more land than that guy. That guy's cows are better than my cows. I want his cows." And uh, know, I don't, I don't know because there's the, just the, like the, I'll fix the, it for you. The way that Azir is locked off, even if you're kind of that, I mean, it wouldn't get that bad. But I just think the way it's locked I, I off, they can't get through. That's the whole point: is that <laughs> it's not the walls aren't thin there yeah. because there's not enough of that going on. I don't know. I don't I mean, know either. I, I think I, th- I think anything's possible with chaos. You get enough guys all in some secret cabal together, and they do some crazy ritual. Boy, howdy! They're gonna summon Zinch into the middle of Azir. They could do it. Yeah, but they'd have to find I, that that's, stuff. That's I don't thinking. think any of that stuff is there. That, that's like, why I'm there's thinking. No... That's why I'm, that's a, well, they they talk about the witch hunters of Azir, right? Yeah, but they come, they're trained in Azir, and they go out into the other realms. I, I think they're probably pretty busy in Azir too. Maybe that's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, Archeon, okay, Archeon becomes the Everchosen. He's the Exalted, okay, he goes from Archeon the Everchosen to Archeon the Exalted Grand Marshal of the Apocalypse. He gets a promotion, yeah. <laughs> which outside of the title, I don't think that promotion means a thing. Right. And he's basically still doing what he's been doing, but they gave him a better title. Yeah, Korn, Zinch, Nurgle. They're all real happy with them. And then I like he, how he spurs the, the, the horn, he doesn't yeah. even want. Yeah, the horned rat tries to bestow his blessing upon him. He's like, get, get away out from of me. here, horned rat. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> he just he honestly thinks the horned rat is beneath him. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh he binds the gaunt summoners to them, the nine gaunt summoners. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. And then coming in with those guys who can basically bring in anything anywhere. He comes in with his Varengard. With that and his gone summoners and just drops, opens up portals to the all points and is like taking this yeah. over now. Yeah, I guess that the all points was probably like some kind of a a neutral ground. I'm thinking. Oh, I thought it was a thriving place. I thought it was explained yeah. as a really nice place, thriving because right, yeah. it's where everything met. Everything was here, yeah. and they you know got things going. And I, it was I, probably I, like a, it was yeah, it was probably like a huge trading post. You know what I mean? Right. With like with like yeah, merchants and. Tradesmen and and he comes you know, in all and attacks stuff like all that. the major yeah. gates at once, takes everything over. Right. Uh, let's see. Corn becomes ascendant because there's just so much killing. Yeah. And anytime blood flows, it powers corn. So it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be like you know, if if his brothers commit a lot of murder, it still helps him. Yeah, for sure. You know. So it's, yeah, so like the red centuries, like the first hundred years of the age of chaos is what we're talking about. And there's that dang Aglaraxi majocracy again. Like, yeah, who the heck are these guys? <laughs> Apparently, they're able to fly away in their floating citadels. 
is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, what I'm not certain what that is. Yeah, but so there's a story the, coming. Yeah, the, the war. Yeah, the, so the war of bones. Yep, that's it. You know, more fighting in in Shyish. In Shyish this time, right? So, uh huh. So now he's fighting Catacros. He's fighting Lady Alinder, and uh, it's not quite as simple here. All right, this is not as easy. Yep, um, but it's still Zinch it's and still Archeon doable. get together because with Sigmar and Nagesh working together, they were having trouble. So yeah. Arcan goes to right. Zinch, and Zinch starts pulling this, that, and the other, twisting things here and there, and that's when they show up and they attack, and Nagash doesn't really show up where he's supposed to, which causes that final huge rift between the two of them. Yeah, imagine that. Nagash not you know, abiding by his side of the agreement. And not only does that mess it all up, but then... Sigmar's off fighting this other battle. He's left behind. He's screwed. Archaon, meanwhile, goes in and takes out Nagash. Yeah. He is basically destroyed. Um, his Mortarks get whatever's left of his essence and drag it back to where it's to the to their hidden place um, yeah. where he can revive. But he's out of the picture for a long time. Right. Uh, Nagash's are completely is lost to chaos at this point, and we're still in the, the. I think this is still in the first hundred years or so. Yeah. So there's another four hundred years before the stormcast come through, where Nagash is basically not around. It's taking right. that long to to heal. Right. So this is also. So now they're like so talking about Kamon gets assailed. Mm-hmm. So this is like the genesis of like the Caradron overlords because they like you know. They invent their skyship technology, and they're out. You know, they start flying above it all. It's it's interesting. We do these timelines. We often just kind of skip across the interesting fact because it's always focused mm-hmm. on basically one race. Yeah, this one isn't because it's like he right. went and conquered these guys, and then this, you know, this happened. The stormcast are created because of this. These guys retreat because of this. The Caradron overlords are created. Archaon caused so many, like you know, changes of necessity. Right. In this, it's like wow, he and has done so much. Yeah, he's the catalyst for this whole story. Uh-huh. Honestly, he really is. Uh, this is, and then Sigmar goes against him, and then they do the thing where they trick him and they make Sigmar you lose his temper, which is kind right. of what like that seems to be Sigmar's big flaw. Yeah, like even when he was in the mortal realms, if you read the God King right. books, like yeah, he he's was headstrong. Yeah, headstrong. And uh, Which is understandable. He loses he loses Galmaraz and then he's gotta he's gotta run. Mm-hmm. Um he he basically he 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 knows he can't win because apparently part of his power is in the hammer. Sort yeah, of sounds like, like sounds like the one ring, but I'm not saying <laughs> um and then <laughs> Yeah, devoid of his hammer and thus a portion of his power, Sigmar feels he has no choice but to concede the field. So he fights on for a time. He ultimately led the remnants of his alliance through the gates of Azir. And now Arcan is all but unstoppable. The interstitial realm of the All Points is claimed. He builds the Varen Spire. The portals known as the gates of Azir are sealed fast after Sigmar's retreat. Trapped in a war-torn realms, abandoned by their gods, entire nations are forced to swear themselves to chaos to survive. Right. And it's like, oof. Mm-hmm. You know, um... And they, oh, here it is, Sigmar's vision. Sigmar starts, got, you know, um, snatching away heroes on the verge of death. 
So yeah. great heroes are snatched away on the verge of death. Though this sees Sigmar's forces swell, it spells doom for many holdout nations suddenly deprived of their champions. See, this is a weird thing because it yeah, seems to seems, it, it seems, seems to imp- counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah, if they were on the verge of death, they yeah. weren't going to get the rally. Right. But it seems like nobody who was actually there who wound up getting conquered mm-hmm. really was ready to buy that they were doomed. Like they weren't ready to give up yet and you pull in the plug when they were like, Nope, I'm not done fighting. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, then, then there's a lot of stuff in here. Right. All, all the right. stuff that we talked about, the realm gate, you know, age of Sigmar comes in, um, uh, Arcan trying to, to lock all the big realm gates and get these creatures and stuff like that. It talks about yeah. how you know, the one Efrix find Galmaraz and is trying to do stuff with that. There's, this is stuff we've talked about a hundred times. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nagash returns through the Starless Gate and starts to take back Shyish and starts working the plans on the <laughs> Black Pyramid because the Black Pyramid was being worked on while Nagash was out. Right. Ar- he- Arkan the Black was doing that. Yep, because he already had it started before Archeon took him out. It just stuff got a little slowed down while he was out of the picture. One grain of sand at a time. Un- just insane. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Celestine Prime is wake, wakened up in the Chamber Extremist because they found the hammer, and he can't. Yeah. The hammer needs to go to battle, but Sigmar can't. So you got the Celestine Prime, which mm-hmm. many of us for a long time thought was Carl Franz, except oh, yeah. it just ain't. <laughs> no. Um, there's some interesting things here. Vandis Hammerhand is cut in half by Slayer of Kings, and the hammer hands are wiped out to a man. I remember yeah. that. I was like, oh, my. Um, right. I mean, they, all come, they all come back, but, you know. But what's-his-name is not normal anymore. No. Because um, uh, they, they actually talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it's actually before all this stuff. So they talk about the people who are slain by the Slayer of Kings. Yeah. They have a... A bit of a time after they come back, because even if your body was going, your soul was is not okay. Um, yeah, it's not okay, and it goes to a lot of the big things trying to bind Ignax, except that the Fire Slayers remember that they sacrificed themselves mm-hmm. to put that rune of binding on Ignax, so that yeah. so that uh, Archeon mm-hmm. couldn't take him. Uh, right. And the Great Green Torque, I remember that whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the, the Celestin Prime had to kill Bayamot. Because right. Nurgle had brought him up, but he was he couldn't just be put back to sleep. Nurgle had corrupted him to where he was. They were for, they were forced to kill him. They didn't want to. Yeah, but they had to. And then all the yeah. all the Gargants were like, "Uh, we hate you now, Sigmar. You killed our dad." Right. And there's like, yeah, so "I'm not. No, I, I I put your dad out of his misery. Nurgle turned him into a painful mess." Right, but King Broad doesn't think that. So yeah, he's coming after Sigmar. Then you get the All Gates Wars. All of this stuff is here. The Ogroid mm-hmm. Dilemma. Yeah. Though the Ogroid race have long considered themselves more civilized than the monsters of Gur, their inner beast cannot escape the thumping beat of destruction that they hear in their dreams. Their gladiatorial contest and disciplinary beatings became ever more savage. Um, we'll talk about them when we get a little farther, when we get into some of the newer the new units, because I want to talk about some of the new unit lore. Sure. Not every unit lore, because a lot of it is the same. They're wearing heavy armor, and they're good <laughs> at battle. 
Yeah. Um, but the Ogroids are some. This is I like this. Yeah, they created a new unit. A new, not just a new unit, but a new unit that's a new race. Yeah. And when they start talking about their stuff, I'm like, oh, could this be? Well, the a- first the first one we saw was the Ogroid Thaumaturge, right? Which was From in the, the which was the in silver the, silver tower, I think. Yeah. Or yeah, he was in the silver tower. Mm-hmm. Like, then, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, but I like that they're not actually ogroids, and they kind of resent that term. But that's what everybody calls them, and they just accept it. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to get to this last part, though. Um, Legacy, the Legacy of the Slayer. Of the Slayer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is here. Yeah, if you've been if you have been brought low by Arcan's demonic blade, and yet have found new life through the magic of your own patrons, there's a problem. Uh, Vandis Hammerhand is having dark visions. He sometimes speaks with a voice not his own, and he is confined to his cell in the Sigmarabulum when he is not on active duty. <laughs> he's like a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, th- seriously, though, he's yeah. a danger where it's like, look, we know on the job, you know what you're doing, and you're a loyal to see. But when you're not on the job, you've got to stay in this room. Right. And that's that's sad. That's tough. Vandis paid for his mind. Remember Thostis Bladestorm, that he just got eaten. Like, the blade just, he just was sucked up his whole soul like mm-hmm. he didn't even come back right i don't think so yeah uh catacros after slayer yeah. of kings killed him he gets his his spirit goes back into his new and he's been having them remake bodies at a much more a much quicker rate because he's trying to figure out why something's not right because he's yeah. having weird visions of chaos yeah and then the last part is and in Kamon, deep in the bowels of a quicksilver volcano the solar drake Ignax opens one baleful eye, a glimmer of dark magic within. Yeah, because is because didn't he get hit with the sword too? Yeah. Oh, if 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 there's some sort of control now over that. See, there is so much that can be happening. Mm. I I want to see a chaos civil war. I want to see I want to see a. I, a, I think a, I think yeah, they're planting the seeds for that. I want an Eternus heresy. Yeah, what's going to be Bellacor? Bellacor v. Archeon, right? So their agents will fight the first part of the Civil War. So it'll be Eternus will fight, you know, will eventually make his treachery known. And then it'll be him versus some other, one of Archeon's, you know, agents. And then they'll have a climactic battle with Bellacor and Archeon, I'm sure. Yep. All right. Um, let's cover the six legions that you could be a part of, the damned legions, and then we'll take our last break, and then mm-hmm. we'll come back and talk about some of those new units because the Ogroids are fascinating, yeah. and there's some other interesting stuff in here. Cool. Uh, host of the Ever Chosen. It's a yeah. black chaos armor following Archeon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chaos Chosen, Chaos Knights, Chaos Warriors, and Archeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got? What's next? Um, hold on, my dog just came Oops. in. Let's uh, oh, the Ravagers. The Ravagers are just uh, the Dark Oath warriors and your Marauders and all all your guys who look like they came from the Conan movies. Yes, those are, yeah, your Marauders, <laughs> Marauder horsemen, and all those boys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you are a wizard, you're going to be one of the the the, the mm-hmm. is it Kabbalist Kabbalist? Or, or Kabbalist? I'm not. Kabbalist. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yep. Kabbalist, I think. Okay. Uh, there's your wizards. Legion of the First Prince. That's the faithful to Bellicor. Yes, these are the Bellicor guys. Uh, the Despoilers are the guys with all the monsters, right? So these are demon princes. Oh, okay. Demon priests leading strange freakish hordes. So these are the demon princes that aren't Bellicor. 
Yes, yeah. See the demon princes, and they mostly populate their armies with monsters. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Knights of the Empty Throne. This is the Varengard. <laughs> this is the Varengard on their own personal missions. Yeah, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. One. So, those are the different ones, and when we get to the war episode next episode, mm-hmm. um, that's what, all of the, the you're you're going to be one of those. You're going to pick yeah. one depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So that that part you're talking about is on this page as well. The mark of the ever chosen. Oh yeah, yeah. Go 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 through that. So it says if a warrior sworn to the dark gods exhibits sufficient brutality and cunning before Archeon or one of his Varengard, they may be granted the right to bear the icon of the ever chosen himself. This symbol is recognized across the realms as a portent of doom and is branded onto the favored warrior by the burning blade that is the Slayer of Kings. So that's Archeon's sword. So he does this to individual warriors. Right. Many Varengard bear this mark somewhere on their armor as a mark of prowess, as well as to prove to those who would seek out to twist their loyalty that their souls are sworn as much to the ever chosen as to any of the dark gods, which is cool. Since the awakening of Kragnos, the rise of Belakor's influence and the schism that has begun to divide the ranks of the Varengard has become emblematic of those who would kill for Archeon at the slightest sign of treachery, even if it means striking down the warriors they have fought alongside for decades in the process. Whoa, okay, cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that it's not all just we're not all marching to Archeon's tune and we're totally yeah. terrified of him. There, that whole injury going on here, well, and, and that's the thing. It couldn't. Bellicor couldn't be the only one who wanted his job. Like right. that's the whole point, isn't it? You have to keep progressing. Like the mm-hmm. Varengard aren't aren't content being Varengard. Yeah. You do good enough, you can become a demon prince, yeah, right? Which yeah, is better on, than they're yeah. On, they're on the path to glory, <laughs> right? So I mean, it's it, it can't just stop with we all worship Archeon, and that's the thing. Right. He's 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 still kind of the boogeyman. He's still super powerful, mm-hmm. but it's like oh, there are people working against him. He is not. He is not right. omnipotent. He is not everywhere at once. He is not big brother. He has a very big brother feel. Mm-hmm. Like he's never at the at at his throne, but he's he could be anywhere, anytime. Yeah. yeah so oh. even so, even a demon prince is still on the path to glory. Right? Yep. That's like Bellacor. He's like, I'm not content just being this. Right, because well, be. yeah, he wants to take. Yeah. He wants to be the grand marshal of the apocalypse. He wants Archeon's yeah. job too. And yeah. Archeon is even not at the... Archeon is at the right. top. Everyone's beneath him, and he's like, yeah, but those four aren't. Right. I mean, the rat isn't <laughs> at all. I'm not even counting yeah. him. I'll, right. You know, but yeah, it's like there's a constant need to push farther. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so the next bit is about Archeon himself. You want a break, and then, then like I said, then we'll just cover characters yeah. and wrap up, because this is I, pretty I, much I, the end. Or what? I, I kind of want to talk about the Slayer of Kings a little bit before we go, but yeah. Oh, well, oh, I mean, we we could do it when we get back, or if you want to talk about it yeah, right let's now, do, let's, let's talk let's about it. Let's do about when we get back. Okay.
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Hey. Hee-haw. All right. You Ooh. wanted to talk about Archeon and the Slayer of Kings, my friend. Yeah. So it's kind of awesome. Like, it gives a reason for why Sigmar left. You know, so it's kind of it says, you know, it says, it says about Archeon, he's not a demon, a demon prince, or anything. He's still a mortal. <laughs> he's just a dude. Um, and that everyone's scared of him, and he's wielding the Slayer of Kings. So mm-hmm. it says, perhaps Sigmar was right to flee from that great clash under the burning skies. For if any blade can lay him low, it is the Slayer of Kings. This jagged, outsized sword contains the essence of the demon Uzul, an entity who delights in nothing more than devouring the souls of monarchs, champions, and demigods. One blow from this blade can rip a foe's sentience from his body in an instant. It has slain gods of battle before and will likely do so again. Few indeed can escape Archean when he's on the warpath. Where he rides upon shape-changing demon known as Dorgar, yeah, and then the that, apocalypse, and then that gets into Dorgar stuff. Yeah, Slayer of yeah. Kings is, I mean, yeah, I think it's no joke. It's that's no why joke. Sigmar, he's like, you know what? I I don't have the power without Galmaraz. Yeah, right. Without Galmaraz, I don't have the power to survive any sort of damage from that sword. So, mm. now what I like oh here in the beginning, in um, it was his grand design that destroyed the world of his birth. And has brought about the destruction of several other worlds and realities since. Now yeah. his path has led him to the mortal realms. So he mm-hmm. destroyed other worlds and other realities. Is that interesting? Since, yeah. There are other things he was doing hmm. when he wasn't doing this. Yeah. That's crazy. I love this book. <laughs> they just kind of slipped that in there. That's never been in the lore before. I think like, it. I what? think it might have been in the in the, the other one of the other books that Archeon was uh, prevalent oh, in yeah? one of the other rule books. But maybe, it's maybe always like, maybe the host the ever chosen book or something. I don't think. Yeah, I read but that I mean, one. but it's literally like one sentence, and it's one sentence in the other book too. There's never. I've never seen any more detail than hmm. this. It's just like, oh yeah, by the way. Between then and here, <laughs> there were other places, other realities wow. that the Chaos Gods were into. How do you know he didn't show up somewhere in the 40K universe, destroy a couple planets, and pull out? They would have mistaken yeah. him for a Chaos, uh, for a chaos yeah. Space Marine. Yeah, for sure. Or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Guard, one in a thousand championship. One in a thousand Chaos Champions, which you got to rise up to the level of champion, right? One yeah. in a thousand of the champions will even be chosen to try to become a Varengard, and only a fraction of those will make it into the Varengard. Mm-hmm. 
and it's when you're called by Archeon. You see visions of the eight points and something. You start to see visions, and you can deny it, but the more you deny it, the more the signs hammer on you until you start the trials to get there. The eight trials of combat, guile, and dark loyalty before the empty throne makes you able to be... A Varengard. The Varengard are so cool. I really like those models. I like them. Yeah. The only thing that I don't have that I would like for my Chaos Army would be Archeon and some Varengard. I don't need okay. them. Yeah. They're expensive. I don't they have time expensive. to paint them. <laughs> I'm not getting like the, but God, yeah. they're gorgeous. I like the, the last sentence of it is, you know, it's more about this intrigue. You know, it says like those who bear the mark of the ever chosen speak with his voice. Though there are rumors that not all are as loyal to him as they claim. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Because you've got Eternus. He's turned almost all of the eighth circle to his cause. It's Varengard mm-hmm. convinced beyond doubt that they serve the true ever chosen and that Archeon is a usurper who will one day be cast down before being buried forever. I, I think, yeah, it's, it talks about his, his spy network mm-hmm. and he's got people. In the, I think Eternus is still a Varengard. They don't know. Like Eternus is yeah. his new name. He's still using his old name with Archaon, and his the and the eighth mm-hmm. the eighth circle is a traitor circle. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. Now we've already ter- heard about Bellacor a ton. Yeah. Lords of the Dark yeah. Oath. Lords of Dark Oath are based, and I I do like how <laughs> it does say Lords of Dark Oath are much more transactional. Mm-hmm. In their work, it's like they're not yeah. worshiping the chaos god so much as like, look, we know you're there, we know you rule everything, um, right. and they they literally will like take oaths of moment or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, and then they're they, like, bless us with your power so that we can survive and we will worship you. If you don't give us anything, then screw you guys. No, it's, it's but it's not even <laughs> it's like, that. like that. No, I think here it's more like they make. It says here. Um, Let's see. It revolves around the spilling of blood and swearing of oaths. Mm-hmm. Um, they make promises and mark their pacts with blood. They expect to be rewarded if they achieve yeah. their goal. So it's like if right. I, if I get this, I want I want something. Of course, right, if, they if they fail, they, they, they die. Right, but if they sometimes they they do it and they don't get rewarded. <laughs> They're like, Ugh. well, no, it, I don't think it. I didn't. I didn't read it that way it was like they they make these oaths and if they do it they get rewarded and if they don't they get punished but it's very like i said the reward they're not always certain what the reward's gonna be Mm -hmm. you know like i'm saying but it's like before they go into battle they're like i'm going in with what i got right here i'm doing this for you i'm gonna sacrifice all this i'm gonna kill all these people and when i Mm -hmm. get that done i i expect uh i expect to be you know get a bonus and then you get some some you know then you roll on the eye of the god's table Right. But theirs is very much it's not like they worship them or they've or they've taken to a specific god. They're mm-hmm. just like, look, we know you're there. I'll give yeah. you this, give me something for it. It's yeah. really crazy. Mm-hmm. I think they would they would ask different gods for different things. You know, they're possibly. Yeah, they know what they they know what they are. Uh exalted heroes, chaos lords, war shrines, we've seen all of that. Chaos sorcerers, yeah. gaunt summon mm-hmm. summoners are so cool. <laughs> Uh, Chaos Warriors, they're the killers in the Chaos Armor, you know, uh, there's cool yeah. stuff in there, it talks about, oh, I do like the rune shields have been often crafted by Chaos Dwarden allies, yeah. inscribed with runes in the dark tongue that form complex counter magic. Oh, look, yeah. the, the dwarves made something that is magic resistant, what a surprise. 
<laughs> Chaos Chosen, Chaos Knights, Chaos Chariot. Chaos Chariots sound a lot cooler than they look, I got to tell you, honestly. Um, here's the thing I really want to talk about before we wrap up some of this stuff tonight, and that is the Ogroids. Yeah. Ogroids unleashed. To the common eye, an Ogroid is a pile of muscle and bad temper, a horned, cloven-hoofed nightmare that hacks the flesh of its foes. To that, to the Ogroids, it's quite different. These guys mm-hmm. are were armies of destruction, but they were masters of fine weaponry, lords of the duel, and the shock assault, well above the brutish races that fight for the sake of fighting. Uh, although when they get wounded, they turn into crazy killing beasts worse than any orc. Yeah. But, that. but then you read this, they appear as monsters, they have their own culture, language, system of trade, learning, and arcane study. They have elevated themselves and founded an advanced civilization. Um, and they're it, gives called, their, it, gives the, it gives the name of their race, too, they're called the Goroa. The Goroa. And the Goroa uh, were trying to build a lasting empire, except that all the orcs would smash everything down. And they were Gorkamorka's favorite, so he let, you know, because he was into smashing things, too. Yeah. So they got pissed. <laughs> they really did. And I love how it said they would make these fancy weapons and, and give them to, you know, they were they were enchanted to remain always razor sharp, and they would seal allegiances between the, Goro, uh, the Goroan leaders and the orc equivalents. And unfortunately, in practice, they were often used to stir cauldrons, prop up awnings, and swat snotlings as, they were, as, as much <laughs> as they were used in combat. That's got to be so insulting right you <laughs> yeah, have yeah. you have a destruction army that is intelligent capable mm-hmm. um clever but they're like they and, and they could form a civilization except they're living among or oryx and ogres and they oh and then and they're big like ogres so everyone assumes they're kind of like ogres they're like those big fat yeah. bellied morons and <laughs> they're like wait a minute yeah, and then when the destruction, basically the bone splitters were in the middle of a big wah, didn't know or care whose big place that was, didn't recognize it as their their flipping uh, allies, yeah, and trashed it. Town, yeah, they sacked High Progrexia. Yeah, oops. And after that, Arcan came by and said, "I could make sure no one ever attacks this again." He goes, "Just you mm-hmm. know what? Don't worry about them. Join up with me." Yes, yeah, so swear fealty to the ever chosen, and they'll be all good. And, and they were they were, di- they were down like right away, like yep, yep. They swore fealty to chaos, and that's where they are. And the Theradons are the ones who would go fight. Okay, these are the ones in yeah. the new box. The Theradons are the bigger, broodier, more warlike of the Ogroids, and they mm-hmm. are the Goroa. But the Goro, everybody calls them Ogroids, and whatever. Yeah. Um, in fact, from that, let's see. Oh, there's a thing later. It talks about that. I, I'm just. Are we setting up a possible ogroid battle tome? I would be very interested in an ogroid whole Ooh. race battle tome. That would be something. Like a new chaos, like a new chaos faction. Yeah, just That'd if you wanted cool. to play a pure ogroid army, like could they do uh, that? Could be something cool. When they need a, they need. Yeah, I mean, they already have one hero. Yeah, well, they've only got two units here. They've got a hero, which is kind of a wizard, the, and then they got, or no, they got the Ogre Thaumaturge, and then they got, yep. the, yeah, the Myrmidons and the Theranons. The Myrmidons are... Um, well, they, have the, they, have the, they, they do have a character, right? The the fighty character, the Ogre Myrmidon, right? He's yeah. A, They're the, the pit masters, overseers of the... Gla- they're the trainers. They're the, the, they're the experienced ones. Right. Um... 
War bands of powerful Theradons, each led by Myrmidon captains, become a martial elite within the host of these demon princes. Uh, that yet they secretly serve their own agenda and hope to one day become stronger than the ever chosen because even the Garoas, they have chosen to follow chaos, but they don't really care for Archeon either. So here's another whole faction who is yeah, looking so, to break away from Archeon, right, which will join us, Bellacor. which you get fourth edition come out, say, and then, cause every time the new edition comes out, you get a huge shift in the storyline, right? This is where that's, we move the story true. forward. Yep. Yep. Uh, you get a nice chaos revolution here. You get an Ogroid book. You get yeah. so you get this the armies of the first prince. You get the 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 uh, Eternus Heresy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then that's probably when you get the new cities book. You know. Yeah, something cool like that. That would be really mm-hmm. rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, left to their own devices, as long as they bowed their heads to demon princes, the Ogroid Myrmidons formed close-lit groups that spied on behalf of the Varenspire, ensuring word of the despoiler host reached Archaon so he would always be aware of the strengths and weaknesses of those who secretly sought his crown for themselves. So right. they would go out there with all of the other things and anybody, because they were tough, and they would just live out there acting more like the animals they looked like mm-hmm. and report back to Archaon. Um, yeah. I love it. I love this book now i'm not going to go into there's a whole page the war bands of the eight points and there's ex- basically everybody it only oh no, yeah. like six pages yeah these are the like uh, the uh these are the underworld's war bands or and the uh war cry war bands yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah um everything seems to be in here they got the mind stealer spheranx and the fulmeroid crusher yep and they got yep. all the other yeah there's a lot in here. Now, I know this is a little bit of, obviously, a shorter, because we got, ran through all the lore. Normally, we would jump into the war. I right. don't have the energy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We're going we're gonna to put out, um, what we're going to do is, yeah. this is going to be out, and then next episode is going to be a, a war episode, which is probably going to be long, because there are, uh, once again, way too many units in this army. There's we may be skipping over some of the... We are definitely skipping the War Cry War bands. <laughs> I, no, not because some I don't them like are, them. Some, but some of them are okay, awesome. You, okay, you find the awesome ones and we'll cover those. Okay. But I'm telling you, okay. there are like eight. Th- this is not as bad as the Stormcast Eternals book, but it's too many entries and it's just going to br- melt my brain. <laughs> I'd like to keep with the basics, okay? okay. But we're going to yeah. come back. We're going to cover this. We're, it, it's uh, who knows? We might cover everything. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, I don't want to. I just, I, I, right now, I, I need a couple of months of 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 not doing five hour war reports where my eyes go crooked. Yeah. Um. So just, just really quick before we sign mm-hmm. off from the lore and go into the war, what, like, what's like your your favorite like. Like sort of feeling from the book. Like, what do you like more? Like the, like the chaos warrior bit, the sort of the Varengard bit, or like the monster bit, or like the. I'm I'm probably I really like just the armies of the ever chosen, or else the Varengard mm. stuff. But I don't know if I, ha- okay. I I don't have any Varengard, and I do yeah. have some demon princes, so I could go that way. I you know sure. what I like? I like guys in black armor with skulls. Marching okay, in and, and crushing everything. That's mm-hmm. what I like. That's what I'm doing. Yep. Like, you know, they could they could go to you can you, know, you want to paint up a banner because they worship a specific god, but yep. I don't want to do like different colored armors and things like that. I like mm-hmm. the black 
armor with the bronze edging and the red okay. capes. Like so, so, so the classic. Yeah, the, the classic, classic Chaos yeah. Warrior is is still my favorite. I mean, gotcha. everybody knows I love Nurgle. Like a, a, mm-hmm. a Lord of Nurgle with the with the worm sticking out of the belly is cool and all. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm just if when I picture a army of chaos, a slaves to darkness, it's mm-hmm. Chaos Warriors. Lots of those. Pro- followed or 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 else vanguarded by lots of half naked Conan yeah. loving uh, yeah. marauders. Yeah. That's yeah. always been my sort of that's my chaos cool. army. Gotcha. What about you? So I kind of like I I I've always kind of liked the marauder part of it. Mm-hmm. So now like I'm so like super intrigued by like the dark oath stuff because there is there is a way to there is some like they have like characters. The dark oath have a couple characters. Well, yeah. That they've actually got a unit that's specific yeah. to their keyword. So, like, the Dark Oath War Queen or the Dark Oath Chieftain can, like, interact with other Dark Oath units and get them to do stuff. I think that's super cool. I'm not sure how great it is, but it sure is neat. You know what I like about this book? Mm. And we'll talk about this in the war, but I'm looking at it right here. There's mm-hmm. lots of leaders and behemoths and a couple yeah. of battle line ifs. Mm-hmm. And then there's straight up uh, under the battlefield roll battle line under notes none. There are two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, sixteen battle line units that have mm-hmm. no. They are straight up just battle line. Yeah, those it, are all the and I mean classic, uh, now, classic uh, warriors, and then the and then the cultists is what they call them. The cultists mm-hmm. and and a lot of that is units of ten guys from the different. Chaos Warbands, yeah. which honestly, yep. you look at this, and they're they're about 10 points a model. They run between 80 and 100 points per unit for a unit of 8 to 10 guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is if you are playing Warcry and you love your Spire Tyrants, yeah. you know, it's 100 points. It's actually a pretty cheap unit for this army. You can drop it in or, hey, I just want it in there because yeah. I love that unit. Or like you said, there mm-hmm. are a couple of them who have pretty cool rules. I'm yeah, gonna pick up some like, of these and put them in my army. Yeah, and they have such they have they're such cool models like the you know Thedra Skull Scryer, the Godsworn Hunt, and, the Dark Oath War Queen, the Dark Oath Chieftain, and then they and they can they actually have just a Dark Oath like unit. They've got mm-hmm. the uh, the Dark Oath Savagers. Yep, it's like awesome. Like well, you could have just a, a horde. Can you imagine the horde you could have with this? It'd be a lot of stuff. Well, and that was, I was looking at it too, if you're really into that, like I said, the Warcry stuff. Because mm-hmm. their battle line, you could have a unit of the 10, your, your Spider Fang, like, oh, I love the Spider Fang. You could also have a unit of 20 or 30 Spider Fang if you really yeah. wanted to put that together yeah. and run their little special thing. You could yep. actually run an army that was a couple of Chaos Lords and nothing but Warcry Warbands. Yes. He could just, I, I mean, yep. you could be playing, I'm in, the, I'm in that area and I'm just leading these guys off. I mean, there's, right. there is so many options in this. Right. And if you were clever enough with like modeling and stuff, you could like still do like chaos knights and things like that. And like you could model them as like splintered fang dudes who are riding. Or just get horses. some of the little paraphernalia stuff on them to give it that sort of look, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I am so, the lore for this book has gotten me so excited. Like I said, it's Mm -hmm. been sitting there. I got it a while ago. 
I built it all. I loved building it. It looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I primed it. And now it's like, you know what? Time to paint because I want to put some of these. I might want to field a a small army of this at some point. I'm really, it's just, plus, you know, it's, (laughs) I I, I just, this is, this is Whitex, old dwarf, first army, first love. What do I like? They don't have to be fast. They don't have to be great. Mm-hmm. Give me a good, give me a lot of armor and a decent punch. And Chaos Warriors yeah. are two wounds apiece with a three up save yeah. and a five up right. w- w- ward against mortals. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, that's dumb. You know, yeah, I mean, it's two hundred twenty points then, for ten of them, but right. But then, then you can make them even tougher. Yeah, if you give them like the marks and stuff. Yes, it, it, like I said, it's mm-hmm. um, I I I think I kind of this is, I think I kind of love this book. Mm-hmm. It's it it it's what I loved about the Stormcast, but there's not as many units, and I can kind of paint them up nice and black and play the bad guys, and yeah. still have a pretty like elite army of just killers. I'm I'm right kind of excited about this. Yeah, I mean, I have a I think I have jeez, but I have a hundred and twenty Marauders. <laughs> like I used to there, have so many, I don't be, anymore. But just yeah. waiting to be un, just waiting to be unleashed. They're just sitting there, just waiting cool. to like. Please, cool. please use us to do something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, I know this is a short one, but there's going to uh, oh, also, folks, we're going to, Chris and I are going to try. We're hoping to give a little bit of a short bonus episode because Chris spent the weekend at Adepticon. I only got to stop in for one day because I had real life uh, keeping me out. But um, we're going to do a little mm-hmm. bonus episode um, to drop in the next uh, few days or a week. Um, just talking about Adepticon, so there'll be a little bit of extra there. Not anything that yeah. would go on the Patreon uh, little things, because we, like I said, that's a two episode a month thing. But just mm-hmm. a bonus for everybody, because this one was a little yeah. short. I mean, you know, ninety minute episode, be, about ninety minute episode. Be, that's that's unheard of yeah. for us. I, you know, I feel like I'm cheating you guys. <laughs> It'll be Adepticon Toolbox. Yes, yes. All right, so Chris is getting his thing ready, and I'm going to say thank oh, you again geez. to the Patreon patrons and our Patreon sponsors. Uh, associate producers Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Straton. Our executive producer Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, once again, David Stafford and Janet Wicks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the 1% who make this show and everything in it possible. And let's not forget to thank Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognard's Games is in both Roselle and Batavia. Yeah. Chris, I will be talking yeah. to you in about two, three days when we do the next thing for this, when we do the bonus episode. But uh, Sounds good. Until then, we're going to bone up on our, uh, on our uh, Slaves to Darkness war so we can get that yeah. out quick. Um, wow. Anything else you wanted to drop before, or are we good? I think we're good. All right. Well, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Or Sigvor! Sigvor!